Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 248, The Blob. My name is Joe. My name is Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, Joe. The Blob. The Blob. Blob. <laughs> Nobody stops it. Nope. <laughs> and nothing moves it. <laughs> oh, that's right. This nothing. is this is my, my favorite X-Men movie that we've watched. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I apologize for getting the, the Blob's tagline wrong. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, ju- Juggernaut is unstoppable. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I need to uh, turn in my nerd card. Is there a movie called Juggernaut? Oh, I wish. Probably. Yeah. We should watch that next. All right. <laughs> you search for IMD Bid and it'll be your next pick. Excellent. Perfect. <laughs> now I'm going to pick Nightcrawler for next next week. <laughs> I just love that fuzzy blue elf. He's great. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> He's one of my favorites too, legitimately. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that movie though is uncomfortable. <laughs> oh man, I love that movie, but it's it is you you are right. It is extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that movie and that movie and Birdman and Whiplash all exist in the same sort of headspace for me hmm. in in movies that I find just very intense and almost hard to watch, but that I really love. I have not seen Birdman. Uh, and, and I guess Whiplash is intense, but but I definitely don't put it on par with Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a different kind of... Different kind of discomfort, I think, for Whiplash than yeah. Nightcrawler. Uh, I mean, but but they do both uh, live in my head pretty pretty frequently. So yeah, yeah, uh, but for different reasons. Interesting. Uh, par- partly is just the uh, the uh, the failed potential of a Miles Teller. Oh yeah. <laughs> You could just sort of tell that guy's a giant douchebag, though. Yeah, right? kind of. Yeah. Just from seeing him on screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that movie's the first place I ever saw Melissa Benoist. Really? Pre-Supergirl. Oh, well, I, I definitely saw it after Supergirl, so. Because uh, when I watched it, I said, hey, that's Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh the blob yes uh the uh this is the 1958 version of the blob yes it is uh i i had uh not seen it uh before uh before this um but but uh i was a big fan of the uh, the remake the 1988 version uh, which uh, came out shortly before my 10th birthday, and I saw it in the theater opening weekend. 
That seems inappropriate. Yeah, it's very inappropriate. <laughs> that is not an appropriate movie for a nine-year-old, but uh, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you were ten, so that was nine. That was almost. Oh, you were. 10. Oh, that's right. It was right before your birthday, so yes, you didn't yeah. see it for your birthday. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I. I had maybe seen this version. But I, but if I have, I don't remember anything about it. Like I, I feel like there, there was a time in college where I was just watching movies because mm-hmm. uh, I was a depressed guy who didn't leave his apartment. Sure. So, so, uh, so yeah, I just watched a ton of movies all the time, and I think this might have been one of them. But, uh, but I didn't remember anything about it, uh, I, and I know I've, I've definitely never seen the 1988 version. Hmm. I've. Uh... Well, I've never seen all of the 1958 version. I do, when I was watching it, uh, did recall uh, the the very early scene where uh, uh, Steve McQueen is uh, talking to the cop uh, in his car. Okay. Uh, I must have caught that on TV or something uh, not terribly long ago. Uh, gotcha. But, but that is literally the only thing that I had seen from this movie before. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. It, um, I mean, I'm just going to start out with... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, nutshell my entire opinion of this movie. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's good, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. And if we gave out star systems for the, uh, for the uh, movies that we reviewed... Uh, this would get an extra star and a half just for the theme song. The theme song is incredible. <laughs> I did not expect the movie to have a very jaunty theme song. I did not either. In fact, in my notes, I wrote jaunty theme song. <laughs> it's it's noteworthy. <laughs> I wish it had recurred throughout the movie. I do too. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I watched this movie twice just so I could hear the theme song again. That's, uh, I mean, you know, you could have just watched the beginning because that's the only time we hear it. That's true. <laughs> You're just like, well, I'm here. I'll yeah, watch the rest of it. I got time to kill. <laughs> I'm a depressed guy who never leaves his house and watches There movies. you go. <laughs> oh, that's like, that's probably 80% of podcasters. <laughs> To be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when, I, when I started podcasting with uh, you and Jason, it was pretty much just so I could hang out with you and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a valid reason to, to do it. Yeah. I mean, I figured you guys weren't going to hang out with me otherwise, so. That's it's true. I do hate you with a passion. Yep. You hide but, it you well. Know, well, I, I, I'm in podcast mode right now. But well, yeah, it's, you're you a know, professional. It's acting, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know if it's good either, <laughs> but I also really enjoyed it. Yes, like it, it, it. I haven't seen a lot of old monster movies, mm-hmm. but this is what I imagine they are like—just sort of fun. Um. And, and yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. That's really the the best word I can describe it with. Yeah, uh, 
I, I mean, so I, I usually never take notes uh, w- when we watch these things. Uh, but I did for this movie, and it's mostly just all snark. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's plenty to snark on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like the fact that uh, I don't think there was a script to this movie. <laughs> uh, there are just a lot of scenes of just conversations with uh, that are almost too natural to be scripted. Just a lot of awkward pauses and nobody's really sure what they should be saying. Yeah. Uh, just like a real conversation. Sure, just like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the movie has fewer ums and ahs, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, you'll have that. Yeah. They really are professionals. <laughs> so to speak. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's one named actor in the movie or at least one recognizable actor yeah i feel like there was another name in the credits that i recognized but i don't know what from i should <laughs> i should have looked that up before we started recording but i'm gonna look it up right now no oh, that's fair <laughs> uh yeah so steve mcqueen is the star and uh i've literally only ever seen one other movie of his oh what's that bullet I think that's the only other one that I've seen as well. Uh, I know that uh, Jason and I reviewed it on Gutter Trash when we did such things. Nice. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure we both uh, agreed that it wasn't a great movie, but it had some really nice car chases. That's pretty much what I walked away from from it with as well. Yeah. Uh, I do remember there being a scene where it was new technology at the time. Uh, somebody received a fax. And it took, like, 20 minutes, and uh, that was, like, the exact time of what faxes took <laughs> back in <laughs> the 60s. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the the main thing that I think of now, uh, when I think of Bullet, as with a lot of things, is Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Dave Toski, the detective from from who investigated that case, was, I guess, partly inspired Bullet. Yep, yep. Uh, which is weird because uh, he, he is the character in uh, Zodiac played by Mark Ruffalo, right? Yes. Yeah, not very similar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it may have ju- it may have just been the way he wears his gun. <laughs> <laughs> the the actor whose name I recognized uh, or thought I recognized was Earl Rowe. Okay. Uh, it doesn't look like I've seen anything else that he was in, so maybe he just has one of those names. <laughs> or, or, literally, maybe I was thinking of Carl Rove. Because <laughs> they are similarly shaped names. Well, and definitely, I am an idiot. Uh, definitely the right amount of letters. Maybe each name. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I thought Steve McQueen was good in this, though, okay. as a 30-year-old as a teenager. Uh, that is uh, in my notes as uh, he plays Steve Andrews, 37-year-old teenager. <laughs> uh, I, I believe he was uh, just under 30. Yeah, he was like 28. Yeah. Uh, he, he looks uh, a lot older than that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Uh, he, he probably lived a hard life. 
I yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about Steve McQueen. Uh, I think he died fairly young of cancer, so uh, okay. I think he was uh, a heavy smoker. Gotcha, uh, and and probably uh, drank quite a bit. Uh, and uh, looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it confuses me that there is another Steve McQueen uh, who is active in the film industry now. <laughs> I remember when he started, you know, like getting getting bigger. I would see his name and get real confused. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I mean, you know, I watched Shame and was very, very uh, conflicted about that. Yeah. <laughs> Expecting one Steve McQueen and getting the other. <laughs> and Michael Fassbender's giant cock. <laughs> I haven't seen Shame. Oh, don't. It's not good. <laughs> okay, good to know. Unless you want to watch you know, 30, 40 minutes of uh, Michael Fassbender jogging through New York. I don't know. That sounds kind of relaxing. <laughs> okay. Well, then your mileage is right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, all the... the- "Quote unquote teenagers in this movie are all probably in their you know late thirties, early forties. Yeah, except for maybe um, is it Lisa? Is uh, she the the girl that's on a date with Steve? Uh, no, that's Jane. Jane, that's right. Yeah, not Janie, baby. Just Jane. no, no, that's not her name. Nope. Is there a Lisa? No, there's not a Lisa. I don't know where I got that. <laughs> maybe one of the random bullies turned uh, best friend." had a girlfriend named Lisa? Could be, though I don't think any of those female characters had names. No, of course not. (laughs) Why would they? (laughs) They're just females. I think only Jane and her mom were the women with speaking roles in this movie. Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Oh, and Kate. Kate the nurse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, She she didn't last long, though, yeah. She did not. (laughs) She was hysterical. And paid the price for it. Yep. Uh, so the scene where we're you know speaking of Kate, uh, the doctor tries to get her to throw acid on him. Yeah. On the blob. Uh, was done from like a point of view shot that made me think that just for a second that this movie was uh, a 3D movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, I can see that. But but the rest of the movie wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Usually they go out of their way to, to say, hey, 3D, huh? huh? That's true, yeah. Uh, there, there's no loving shots down the barrel of the doctor's rifle. Nope, nope. <laughs> remember when he tried to shoot the blob? I do remember that. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> oh, most of the people in this town are idiots. Yeah. Except for the teenagers, because teenagers are always right. (laughs) Is that the message of this movie? I don't know. I guess, you know, I mean, when your teenagers are over 40, you know, sure. All right. (laughs) I can get behind it. If you can't trust anyone over 40, who can you trust? That's true. That's a very good point. (laughs) And this movie was ahead of its time in 1958. Most people didn't start thinking that until the the 60s. Right? (laughs) It was paved in the way. Well done. <laughs> uh, so it, it's uh, 
It's weird how this movie ran out of money towards the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about how it just ends? Uh, not only just that, but like, you know, the the final attack of the blob is uh, he's it's an illustration. Yeah. Uh, and then when they set it on fire, uh, the only way we know that is the fact that it's uh, two people talking and saying that it is on fire. Right. <laughs> That's true. You know, that uh, that didn't occur to me while I was watching the movie. <laughs> I guess I, I while I was watching it, I was like, okay, so they're going to get out of this, this sort of set piece. And then there will be, you know, a bigger one where the blob is destroyed. But nope. Nope. No. <laughs> that was the climax of the movie. <laughs> it was, it was uh, jarring, to say the least. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, it was, uh, the climax of the movie is a bat painting. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I enjoyed the, uh, the electricity effect on it when they, when they knocked <laughs> the power line on it. Sure. Like, it, it didn't look good, but I thought it had a little bit of charm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I feel, may, maybe charming is the word I would use for this movie. I think that's a very good word to describe this movie. <laughs> Uh, because as as stupid as it is at times, and as as I'm gonna say it, it's poorly done. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not well acted. It's not well shot. The special effects are are uh, uh, leave a lot to be desired. Uh, but but it uh, you know, it never overstays its welcome. Uh, it just it yeah it just kind of made me chuckle and smile throughout yeah it has a cute dog sure who lives and, and nothing bad happens to it yeah yeah i was real concerned for the dog there they weren't when, gonna kill a dog in 1958 I, I don't know like i almost you know because it's sort of a throwaway oh we saw the dog running down the street like there was a moment towards the end where I thought all of the people in the diner were going to die. <laughs> Even the very small child. <laughs> I didn't know how hard this movie was going to go. Uh, that would have been bold. It really would have. I, I will say that, uh, you know, when they are trapped in the, the cellar of the diner uh, with the blob enveloping them and the diner's on fire and it's starting to ooze into the cellar. And uh, Jane tells Danny, the little boy, to just lay his head down and go to sleep. Yeah. Just, uh, that is just, uh, hey, just die and take it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the diner's on fire. They're all going to asphyxiate pretty soon, probably. Yeah. Or be consumed by the blob. Either way, <laughs> it's not a good situation. I know. Can I? Can we go back to the song for just a second? Absolutely. I, no, I noticed something on the IMDb page. Are you going to sing it? I'm not going to sing it. I Damn. don't know the lyrics. <laughs> no, the uh, the song is just called The Blob. Uh-huh. It was co-written by Burt Bacharach. Yes. And it was performed by The Five Blobs. I know all this. But the I listener love might it. Have. It was great. I love it. And if I remember correctly, I think the song was actually kind of a hit. Oh, was it really? Yeah, just, I mean, like a minor hit, but yeah. That's awesome. 
<laughs> it deserves it. It's a great song. It really is. I'm going to buy it on iTunes when we're done here. Excellent. I'll, if it's available. I'll pirate it somewhere. <laughs> um, I, I actually liked the entire opening credit bit. Uh, it was neat, yeah. yeah. Just uh, like, I mean, not really Saul Bass inspired or anything like that, but just the, the weird blobby shapes kind of uh, yeah. being animated throughout and then the jazzy jaunty music and uh, you know I was into it yeah and then when the lyrics started I I stopped everything and just <laughs> yelled what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah cause the lyrics don't start till uh, late like a minute in yeah <laughs> it was it was a really pleasant surprise. <laughs> I really appreciated it. Me as well. <laughs> and yeah, it just set like a fun tone for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it really did. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, like like it it kind of puts you at ease almost, and just uh, lets you know you know kind of exactly what you're gonna get. Because uh, it's because it's not, you know, scary per se. Yeah. Um, and and it's really not even like I mean, okay, so you know, essentially telling a child to die is a little intense, but <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> but but for the most part, and and I mean, of course, you know, like two thirds of this movie is just uh, you know old teenagers running around trying to convince people of something that they just can't believe sure <laughs> oh. so why would you believe kids there's no reason to <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I am fucking, not gonna fucking cops yeah, I mean one of them's okay right I guess Dave <laughs> yeah he, t- he takes some convincing yeah yeah but but he's also just not an outright bastard like uh, the other guy is Birdie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy that guy has seen some shit <laughs> and he is holding it against everyone he meets. <laughs> like they must know about my war record. They must know how many men I killed. <laughs> like why is that even a thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's weird. Like, like I could see that being like an improv character detail that he just adds. Like, uh, yeah, you gotta, you know, you're 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 kind of grumpy. Uh, we don't really know why. If you want to, if you think of anything, go ahead and throw it in. But uh, yeah, <laughs> like, oh well, clearly he was in the war. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a scene with that guy where he just uh, he takes a phone call. And I don't know, you know maybe it was a, a choice of everyone involved that uh, just be like a natural sounding phone call where the other person on the other end is talking, but we never hear it. Yeah. Uh, and, and he just is silent the entire time uh, to, to only a response, you know, to respond with rage afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just stuff like that, that makes me think, like, half of this movie had to be improv, you know? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is that the one where he talks to Dave and Dave tells him that he sent the kids home? 
no, I think it's it's a different scene. Okay. Uh, where where somebody mentions, or I, you know, only just implying from you know his side of the conversation. Sure. Uh, that uh, uh, I think somebody is like calling to to tell him that they're running around warning people of the impending doom. Okay. Uh, and he gets uh, pissed and thinks that all the kids are in on it. <laughs> you know, now now that you mention it, I think the the call I'm thinking of is only seen from Dave's side, mm. and we don't hear we don't hear what he's saying on the other end, and Dave just gets annoyed at him. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of one sided phone calls. Yeah, uh, I think the the only two sided one we hear is uh, the guy playing chess with his friend. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was necessary. <laughs> it's good character building. It really is. But again, is it necessary <laughs> for the for the unnamed cop? Uh, I think is I think he did have a name. I think it was Rich. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> he yes. was he was such a key part of the movie. How did I forget his name? <laughs> Show some respect for Rich. I Come on. you know what? I really should. I apologize, Rich. <laughs> wherever you are <laughs> RIP probably yeah uh, there are a lot of uh, huh no I was just gonna say at one point uh, Jenny Jenny came out while I was watching the movie and um, they, they were uh, Steve and and the the girl who again I keep wanting to call Lisa <laughs> It's Jane. Jane, thank you. Steve and Jane were, uh, I think it was, they had just gotten to the, the grocery store and found the dog there waiting. Uh-huh. And I was like, look, there's a cute dog. <laughs> and she, just without missing a beat, was like, oh, that dog's dead now. <laughs> she's like, wow. I mean, she's not wrong. It's true. But man... Oh boy, she, she she's had a rough year. She, you know, yeah, she is. She has a, a whole new view on mortality. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, I think almost everyone involved in this movie is dead now. So you I know. think you're right. Yeah, no, it, it occurred to me that both both Steve and Jane were also dead. So <laughs> I guess it wasn't it wasn't that shocking. No, yeah. I mean, it is a sixty-two-year-old movie at this point now. Yeah, I think um, I did. I looked up the the actor who played the little boy because oh. um, I thought I recognized him. I thought he was the kid uh, in a two-part episode of Batman. The shame um, episode. Yes, come back, shame. But uh, he was not. He was. He would have been too old for that. But you know, I looked up a picture of that kid, and man, he looked exactly like the kid in the blob. <laughs> but that. But that guy is still alive. I saw. So uh, at least, at least one remaining cast member. All right. Well, hopefully he became a better actor as he got older. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, because he was fucking terrible. Yeah, actually, I think this might have been the only thing that he did. Yeah, well, maybe that's why Jane wanted him to die. <laughs> well, that and the shame of hiding the fact that uh, she was actually his mother. Right, that's true. Because she's Obviously. fucking 40. Right. <laughs> There's no way that those old parents have a kid that young. <laughs> 
It's a Jack Nicholson scenario where he thinks that she's his sister. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm 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 really proud of you for uh, for pulling the shame for knowing knowing what I was talking about with that shame two parter. <laughs> Because that, that is a deep pull from Batman. I know my Batman 66s. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I know we watched it all together. We did. We did. Uh, I also remember uh, it was just on TV once while I was uh, house-sitting for my parents. Nice. <laughs> uh, and it was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, the it just clicked with me because this kid in this movie you know he's he's running around wearing a, a fake gun and uh you know pretending to be a cowboy so that's true that's know, a just, that's a good connection i just associated it with with that so i figured you would too <laughs> no i i i uh <clears throat> something about that kid's mouth <laughs> like reminded me of the mouth on the kid in batman I don't know what it was. Oh, this is a very dark place for you to go. <laughs> thinking about children's mouths. I don't sit around thinking about them. Sure. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so I've never seen The Thing. Okay. But is this movie a prequel to The Thing? <laughs> Because I know I know a little bit about the thing, sure, and I know it's about something that thaws, right? <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, are they, are these related? Yeah, you know, you're. I mean, <laughs> I, I see your way of thinking, <laughs> and and you know what? Let's make it canon. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but but unfortunately, the the creature and the thing is is slightly different than the blob. Okay. Although they are both essentially formless. I mean, yeah, I like all I know about the thing is is the Kurt Russell scene, like where where he's like talking in the radio, mm-hmm. uh, and the poster. So yeah, <laughs> the the thing could literally be anything in my mind. <laughs> Well, that's the thing about the movie, is uh, it is literally anything. What? Yeah. Uh, it, it's a weird shape-shifting thing. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the blob is just a blob. Yeah, but, you know, the blob could take the form of whatever container it's in. Sure. I mean, I guess, you know, like, you know, if, if uh, we're thinking, you know, 58 to like, you know, what, mid-70s, mid to late 70s. Uh, you know, could have uh, evolved. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the life cycle of this weird alien thing is? That is very true. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna go with it. I'm okay. sticking with that. Let's let's make it happen then. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh so so speaking of that, so they they figure out that the blob uh, can be stopped by freezing it. Um, and then at the end, they, they ship it off to the Arctic, which is where you're making your thing connection. Right. Uh, and then there's, uh, just a line 
uh, where they're just they, they're talking and it's like it's not dead it's just stopped and as long as the Arctic stays frozen it'll it'll <laughs> just live there forever yeah and I uh, thought to myself you know if this were made now this could very easily be or, or a sequel now could could very easily be you know a commentary about global warming i actually i honestly had that exact same thought <laughs> uh, like yeah the the ice caps are melting the blob gets free right <laughs> do it up with some cg sure although you know what uh as crappy as some of the effects look in this movie uh they're all mostly practical uh, except for like you know the illustration right uh and and uh i think they're a lot better than uh probably anything else that would be put out today yeah you're probably right there is yeah. definitely something to be said for practical effects even on a small budget yep i mean i was i was fairly impressed with how they got it to move and and uh you know that that's you know, at times they were able to make it appear, you know, somewhat threatening. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, did you happen to do any reading about how they, how they did that? Cause it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, they just said it was red silicone. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Or, well, it was uh, silicone and then they added red to it the more that it ate. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Blood. <laughs> the blood was, was dying at a different color. Sure. Yeah. Which is honestly a pretty nice logical step. It is, yeah. That's true. Yeah, because I guess when it comes out of the... When it comes out of its meteor, it's completely clear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Good job, movie. Yeah. Stuff that you didn't really explain. (laughs) But I appreciate it. Yeah, speaking of explaining things... Uh, never once in the movie does Steve explain anything about finding the old man or taking him to the doctor or the the thing that was attached to the old man. Uh, especially like when he first goes to the cops and he tells them that the doctor is dead. Yeah. Like none of that gets mentioned, which I feel might have gone some way to help his case. Yeah, it probably would have. Uh, but but he never does. But then eventually the cops do like mention the old man, uh, and I was like, no, Steve never said that. <laughs> Which again leads me to believe that there was no script to this movie, <laughs> or that scene was cut. It's possible. <laughs> Which if you're gonna start cutting stuff, I mean, come on, right? Yeah, I mean, chess playing guy could have been cut. <laughs> Right. Uh, the the old lady who house sits for the doctor, I guess. Yeah, man, she comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, she does. Uh, since we're talking about her, this is where I like to play, uh, you know, fun with subtitles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when she comes in and, and she sees, like, the state of uh, the doctor's office, uh, she says, land sakes. <laughs> And the subtitles read inaudible. (laughs) Yeah, all right. That's fair. And I mean, I'm pretty hard of hearing, but even I heard that. (laughs) Come on. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, that lady was terrible. Yeah, oh yeah, she absolutely just, was. Just, you know, like, no, none of that happened. <laughs> you you weren't even there. This is your first scene in the movie. Only scene in the movie. Only scene. Uh, I guess that is one extra female character that we have in the movie now. That's true. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Although I don't think she was named, so... Yeah, she might have been. She might have been because didn't the doctor call her? Yeah, okay. He so. might have said her name in that at that point, but I don't remember. Yeah. Either way, this movie fails <clears throat> the Bechdel test. So, well, pretty miserably. <laughs> it also fails the "Are there any people who are not white in this town?" test. <laughs> well, you know, late fifties Pennsylvania, probably. Yeah, not. yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, the yeah. blob. The blob. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I would I, consider I, watching it again. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, I, I could definitely see this as uh, just, uh, oh, hey, this is on. You know, why not watch it? You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's a Criterion movie. Yeah, that surprised me. <laughs> Also, I think our, our second Janus Films production. Yeah, yep. After The Seventh Seal. So, you know, I always picture those two movies in the same category. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, so I did... Uh, I, I, I went a little bit above and beyond. Ooh, okay. And uh, I watched all the movies in the blob over. Oh, Wow. Uh, did you know that there was a sequel? No, I did not. It is sometimes called Beware the Blob. It is sometimes called Son of the Blob. Okay. Uh, but it is the only feature film directed by I Dream of Genie and Dallas star Larry Hagman. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it, it, it was made in like 1972. Uh, it's essentially follows the same plots but but it does pick up uh, where uh, basically it's uh, we start out following a guy who uh, has just come home from working in the Arctic okay and uh, he found a sample of something that he was gonna take to a lab and he uh, stuck it in his wife's freezer uh, who was very upset that uh, this thing was just in her freezer it's in a container. Sure, okay. Uh, but she just leaves it out. Uh, and and uh, somehow, uh, it, like, the cap of it comes off. Uh, and a fly lands on it, which uh, causes it to, uh, you know, come back to life. Sure. Uh, then it eats a kitten. Oh, no! Uh, we don't we don't see, like, you know, we just hear the sound well, sure. of a kitten screeching. That's still upsetting. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and then, yeah, and then it goes on its uh, rampage where just you know, large amounts of time pass where nothing actually happens. <laughs> uh, then uh, Larry Hagman has a, a short cameo in it where he gets eaten. Okay. As does uh, Burgess Meredith. Aww. Um, oh, Pengy. Yeah. Because basically it was uh, while Larry Hagman made the movie, he just asked a bunch of his friends if they just wanted to get eaten by a blob. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, there's a few recognizable actors in it. 
Uh, and then they, they uh, stop it at a ice skating rink. <laughs> Uh, Spectacular. Yep, yep. Uh, and then I, I rewatched uh, the remake as well. Nice. Uh, which which uh, still really holds up. Uh, and whereas uh, Beware the Blob is is definitely aiming more for the comedy aspect of, of the original, uh, this one aims for the horror, and it it is super fucking gory. Yeah. Uh, it is disturbingly gory. <laughs> Just. Uh, just uh, like the the it is basically the exact same plot, uh, like right down to just little details. Uh, the only thing that it really adds is that apparently the blob is a, a government weapon. Oh, okay. Uh, so so there's also you know just uh, dudes in hazmat suits running around too. Sure. Uh, All right. Yeah, but but uh, lots of people get melted and then their limbs uh, torn off, and you just see corpses floating in goo, and uh, it is uh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like an eighties eighties monster movie to me, <laughs> <laughs> or like what I what I imagine an eighties monster movie to be like. Yeah, yeah, like a David Cronenberg esque kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is a pretty good description. Uh, it was, it was co-written and, and produced, I believe by Frank Darabont. Okay. So, so there's a little pedigree in there. Nice. Uh, and it's got, uh, uh, uh Matt Dillon's brother as the main character. <laughs> Credited, of course, as Matt Dillon's brother. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he sports a fantastic feathered mullet. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> really what more could you want from a movie not much <laughs> uh, so yeah so I, I blobbed up for this that's awesome uh, I, I should have read an X-Men comic so that I would have known the blobs uh, catchphrase but... yeah, you, you've drawn a blob comic so I, I think that counts I have uh, and, and you wrote that comic yeah and I still feel to this day that uh, that should have gotten a lot more attention than it ever did. It's it's an underappreciated gem, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, I'm not proud of much of anything that I work on, but uh, I was pretty proud of that. Uh, you should be. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and uh, most of the credit goes to you as well there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Comic doesn't exist without both the writer and the artist. That is right. <laughs> I do not want to have this argument. I didn't think we were. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, I mean for the listener. Okay. Don't at me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I uh, I really liked it. All right. Uh, I did too. Excellent. But again, the caveat: it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> It's also not so bad that it's great either. Like, it's just enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything uh, bringing you joy this past week? Uh, well, I know you saw it. Uh, I got to, to make a comic for my day job. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. I, I do I do like a, a quarterly newsletter for the team that I'm on, and it's all about you know process improvements and and what what we've done and what's coming and 
And uh, part of it was that they wanted to try and encourage people to submit their ideas. Right. And they decided that that I should make a comic to, to get people to do that. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they wanted to make it more fun. They wanted to make the newsletter more fun, too. Well, sure. So uh, I, I don't so know yeah. much about your job, but but it seems like it's probably pretty dry most of the time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I did enjoy seeing Process Pup. I, I enjoyed your fan art of Process Pup very oh, much. Thank you. I hadn't even considered the color scheme for his costume, so thank you for doing that. Uh, I just, I mean, it's essentially Superman, but... It is, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to surprise you with it, so I... Because I, while I was drawing it, I was like, well, what would his colors be? And then also, what's the thing on his chest supposed to be? It, so, okay, so Process Pup's name was originally Idea Dog. Okay. So uh, the, I see it. The, ch- the emblem is like a stylized eye thing. Yep. Okay. Um, and I and I hated the name Idea Dog, but I liked the emblem that I came up with for it. So, so he still just got an eye on his chest. Okay. And then, now that I know that, I can definitely see it. And you're right. Idea Dog is a terrible name. <laughs> Process Pup is much superior. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I gotta. I gotta give credit to Jenny for encouraging me to to change his name. It was it was the right call for sure. Absolutely. She she's all right sometimes. She she has good ideas. Yeah. I mean, she may be going around telling people that dogs from sixty year old movies are dead, but you know, <laughs> she has a bright spot every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, she's not perfect. <laughs> Please God, I hope she can't hear me. <laughs> what's making you happy this week eric <laughs> other than my impending divorce i mean that's pretty joyous but uh, <laughs> uh i've uh so i've been trying to read uh, at least a comic a day for for uh, the last month or so uh that, that i hope i'll be able to keep up throughout the year and uh, recently I decided to uh, reread and catch up on a book called Copra by Michelle Fifa. Nice. <clears throat> and uh, I am now at the points where it's in stuff I have not read yet. And uh, that is a glorious comic. That's uh, awesome. And, and while the next phrase that I'm going to say here may make it not sound like it's joyous, uh, trust me that it is. Uh, but it is a comic that makes me just want to give up and die. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ma- that makes perfect sense to me. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so good. Yep, yep. You just, there's, there's, there's nothing better, so why even bother? Right, yeah. Like, like yeah, I, I, I look totally at it. I totally get that. And, and I... Like, not only is it so good, but I also have, like, no idea how he even approaches doing that. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, you know, it's knowing that he has, un- he has tapped into some sort of weird genius that he was born with. And, and I will never be able to achieve that. <laughs> and, and while it is a great thing to read and experience, you know, there's just that little part of me that knows I'll never be able to get this. And you know, <laughs> why bother? <laughs> 
I, I think in moments like that, you know, don't try to make that. Try to make your own genius thing. No, but I can't. Or, or just make a fun thing. I mean, I'm making stuff, but, you know. Good. It will never be as good as Cobra is. Well, I mean, the but, bar is high. Yeah. But, but I also would highly recommend Cobra to anyone... Uh, if, if you've ever had a love for superhero comics and just, uh, want them with just a, a dash of weird, uh, it, it is fantastic. That's awesome. I've actually never read any of that, but it's been like, I've had a few people tell me that I need to read it. So yeah, I, it's, it's been on my list for a while. I, I would, uh, I'll, I'll add my voice to that. Uh, I think. As someone who who enjoys uh, some old school DC, I think you would also really get a kick out of it too. So, all right, uh, just just because there are so many analogs to old DC stuff in it. So nice, yeah. All right, you know, well, I'm not gonna lie; it's basically the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> but, I feel like I've seen I've seen uh, art from it and thought one of the characters looked like Deadshot, so that doesn't surprise me. Yep. That's, uh, uh, I can't remember, I don't think he has a code name, but, uh, uh, his real name is Lloyd. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Lloyd Flotten. <laughs> uh, no. Aww. <laughs> Missed opportunity, Michelle. Yeah, but, but there are some characters who, uh, like, like he barely changes the name uh like there's a guy named harkness who is essentially captain boomerang nice uh and then uh there's uh francis castillo who is oh the punisher yep (laughs) awesome yep uh well uh i suppose this is the time where you should pick a movie i suppose it is let me look at my list. Oh, you <laughs> um, Oh yeah, no, I remember what I was going to pick. Um, so there is a uh, newer movie on Amazon Prime. I figured we've watched a few older movies in a row. I try and try and find something a little newer. All right. Um, and I want to say this came out probably within the past couple months. So I don't know if you've seen it or not. Uh, but it's called Sound of Metal. I have not. You have not. All no. right. Yeah, it's uh, Riz Ahmed. Sure. Is like a metal drummer, and he starts to lose his hearing, I believe, is the is the basic plot of that movie. So I believe you're right, and uh, I was interested in watching that, so yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked really good, and I like Riz Ahmed, so as let's watch I. that. And, and I like metal, so. Yeah, I like metal as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not as much as you do, but I do enjoy it. Well, that's... <laughs> It's it's all good, yeah. Excellent. We we can't all like Ben Folds, <laughs> but you should. But I don't. No, that's fair. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I've never heard an actual Ben Folds song, so I'm sure you have. I guess, and you, and you just don't know it. I guess, yeah. But <laughs> the only thing that I know that I've listened to in which he was involved is the William Shatner album that he produced. Yeah, which is great. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love that thing. Uh, All right, Sound of Metal. We'll watch that for next week, then. Excellent. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye. 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 
Thank you for listening to The View Masters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The View Masters. Yeah.